Hello. I welcome all my listeners. But today's episode is especially for my women listeners. Tell me something. How often have people casually or not so casually asked you if you're working? Often enough, right? Yep. Happens with almost all of us. This question. So, are you working? may seem like a very simple question thoughtlessly asked to make small talk but it isn't as innocent as it may seem because the undercurrent of this question reflects the patriarchal mindset of our society i say this because isn't every woman a working woman she invariably works in her home and may or may not have another workspace outside Now, how often does a man get asked if he does only household work or does he also go outside and do something else? My guess is practically never. Because a woman's work at home is regarded as a part of her existence, it is seldom mentioned or even acknowledged. This concept is etched in our society so deeply that it is likely to take several more centuries to be wiped clean. take the case of women who work outside their homes too such women could be employed in an office a hospital an educational institution or have businesses of their own what are the issues they face one of the things that comes up most frequently is the matter of work life balance now i personally think that women no longer need advice on how to balance their work and home because they crossed that milestone decades ago we can and do write books on this by now however there are other issues that are seldom spelt out other gendered sexist behaviors and language exists in this context such as women who work outside the home are called in quotes independent women because they don't need to depend on their husbands for money so Women are often told to be satisfied with just the financial independence and leave ambition alone. Ambition is seen as something meant for men and women are denied the right to it. Picture this. Every day, Jahan leaves home early for work and comes home much later than his office working hours. Once he's back, he immediately opens his laptop and starts working on his targets while a hot meal is served to him. He has no clue if his children's science projects have been submitted, maths assignments have been completed, or if the preparation for the history test is done. The children kiss him good night and go off to bed. Will a person like Jahan be the CEO of a company someday? At this rate, it seems quite possible, doesn't it? Now let's try to imagine a similar situation for his wife Kaveri. it seems a lot less likely right kaveri probably returns home at a normal time and has her children clinging to her immediately she makes her own cup of coffee which she longs to drink in silence but cannot because the kids are telling her a thousand things that happened at school next she guides the cook checks on the elderly and sits with the kids for the school work 
will Kaveri land a top job in her or any other firm? Probably not. There is no evidence that women have lower intelligence than men. Because every year, a higher percentage of girls clear the secondary and higher secondary examinations than boys and they do so with better marks too. And yet, at the top of the pyramid, you will find very few women. What happened to all those bright girls? Why aren't they, at the very top, a place where they rightfully belong? What happens is they get lost or slowed in between because most commit to having and raising children. Raising kids is the kind of task that men will sometimes trivialize about their female colleagues but secretly prioritize when it comes to their own wives. Giving birth to children is a social responsibility, sure. Because if it were not done, the human race would not move forward. But while the responsibility belongs to both sexes, it sets only women back. A woman getting pregnant and giving birth means she is set back by at least two years, falling far behind male colleagues who started out with her. If she has two kids, that means four years gone. It's a gap too huge to bridge. Taking care of children costs women several hours each day, which she could just as easily devote to personal career progressions. Raising healthy kids with a good education and moral values is a nation-building activity. And yet, it strangely does not score you even half a point in your annual appraisal. In fact, precious marks are deducted for taking too many leaves for a child's illness, exams or other such asks. If children are the future of any country, then how do some organizations not make any attempt to consider that their female employees are performing a service to their country? Alas, to be a leader, you have to show that you're willing to put in more than the others. Are childbearing women open to transfers? Are they open to working late nights on a daily basis? Are they open to working after they get home? What about Sundays? Holidays? The answer is often a no. So, it is men who climb the ladder of success that is held firmly in place by their mothers when they are little and wives when they are grown. The question is, who will hold up the ladder for women? The second issue I'd like to bring up today is that of dependence. In an irony of sorts, working women have to be dependent on in-laws, parents, domestic workers or creches to look after children. If they take the help of family members, they never get to hear the end of it. They are often reminded by their seniors that in their time, they never got any help. Sometimes it is conveyed that the woman got an opportunity to work because her in-laws or others agreed to take care of her kids. Suddenly, the kids seem to belong to her and her alone. Any woman who has had to hear these statements can feel the anguish immediately. No man has ever been told that he could work because his mother looks after his kids. Working is the birthright of a man, but not so much for a woman. She not only has to work, but forever be in gratitude for given the opportunity to work. Now this might sound like an angry feminist position, but it is a lived experience for many, many women. That said, 
the men in any given family situation could make a world of difference. Telling your family members every now and then what a huge financial contribution your wife makes to the smooth running of the household could be worthwhile. Women who are working and contributing to the family income and progress need to be respected and valued just like any man is. Then comes the bit about dependence on house help. A woman who has reliable house help is blessed indeed because there are so many others who are plagued with anxiety for not having found someone they can trust to look after their children. Although she pays with money and perks, she has to sacrifice her peace of mind to be able to work. Slowly, some organizations are taking the lead and establishing creches and play areas in the workplaces so that working mothers can find a safe place to keep their kids while they work. They have realized that women can be far more productive if their kids are well taken care of while they are busy performing their professional duties. A third issue related to women working outside is that of harassment. It is an unspoken truth that when a woman steps out of her house, she is often subject to harassment. This topic makes both men and women uncomfortable and many are in fact in denial. As more and more women have joined the workplace, many organizations have stepped up to address this sensitive topic and have adopted a zero-tolerance policy towards harassment. This needs to be applauded and emulated by all. Traveling, however, remains a matter of much discomfort for women even today. Going in a crowded bus or train or even walking on the road safely can prove to be a challenge in many places. There is no dearth of people who preach to women on how to dress or how to behave as well. There is no way of dressing or behaving that makes a lady immune to harassment. In fact, sometimes she is not even safe in her own home. But does the answer lie in confining her? In fact, none of these questions have easy and straight answers and we must all think long and take a hard look at ourselves as a society. How we must think, what we should say and how we must act in order to acknowledge, accommodate and honor women's contributions to the home and economy are long due because the woman keeps working anyway. I hope you will find plenty of food for thought until the next episode. I shall be back soon. And until then, be good to yourself and be happy. Do tell me if you like this episode. What other issues you would like me to address? You can write to me on drhappy2021 at gmail.com or connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at the rate Dr. Happy underscore or Twitter where my handle is at the rate Dr. Happy Podcast. See you soon.